0: Welcome to The Conversation at AirSafe.com. I'm your host, Todd Curtis. On September 8, 2015, a British Airways 777, while taking off from Las Vegas, Nevada, for a flight to London, England, had an uncontained engine failure, followed by a rejected takeoff. All 158 passengers and 13 crew members evacuated the aircraft and there were no fatalities. The NTSB is in an ongoing investigation as to the cause of that particular event. In 2011, the FAA issued an airworthiness directive covering the type of engine that was on the incident aircraft, which pointed out the possibility of problems with the high-pressure compressor rotor, a portion of the engine suspected to be involved in the uncontained engine failure. It's unclear if this particular part of the engine was involved in the incident, and it may not be clear until the NTSB concludes their investigation. On September 15, 2015, I was interviewed by Newsmax Television about issues surrounding this airworthiness directive and this incident in Las Vegas.
1: charred plane still sitting on the tarmac four ntsb investigators are on the ground most interested in why the suppression system intended to extinguish an engine fire apparently didn't work. A terrifying end to one of Captain Hankey's last flights. He'd been set to retire in a matter of days. I was supposed to go to Barbados on Saturday and then come back next Tuesday and that will be it. Many now crediting Hankey with a fast response that may have helped save lives. Uh, I know the paper that I was saying, no, he's a hero. But, I mean, you know, we have to remember there are two other pilots and uh, an cabin crew. Don't behave very very well when it comes to air travel we're all aware that accidents can happen it's something we have to live with because nothing's perfect we're talking about machines and human beings but when a commercial jetliner is on the runway and one of the engines explodes and bursts into flame you gotta take notice especially when we learned the faa had warned the airline's maker about this possibility four years earlier Let's tear into what's behind the sheet metal with the veteran aviation expert, safety analyst, multiple author on airline safety issues, Todd Curtis. Todd, I want to thank you for joining us. And boy, I wish we were here to talk about something positive. But this is frightening when you think about 20,000 gallons of fuel sitting on the runway and an engine exploding. And four years earlier, Boeing had been warned. Why then did they not take any action? And why wasn't the government then right there to say you have got to do something about this now?
0: Well, this is an interesting uh, situation, by the way, thanks for having me on this evening. A very interesting situation in that the government did make Boeing aware of this event or possibility of this event, uh, as you said, several years ago. It's something called an airworthiness directive, and any U.S. operator is, is required by law to follow them. And in this particular case, the directive told the airlines to look at this particular engine part and inspect it two different ways. If it had a crack or another problem, to replace it. And if they did this inspection, then the potential catastrophic failure would be uh, dealt with. Now, point of fact, this was a British registered aircraft. But as it goes in the aviation world, if the FAA says something should be done, typically other countries around the world follow that model. So the airworthiness directive, although it was only legally required for U.S. aircraft to follow it, it's very likely British aircraft had followed it as well.
1: Todd, how scared does the American flyer need to be, the global flyer, if you will, need to be that things are not being looked at, parts are not being changed, things are not being maintained, and something like this is close to happening every time they take off?
0: Well, as you mentioned earlier, the NTSB is investigating this event, and they will thoroughly investigate whether or not maintenance requirements were met, whether or not the stipulations in this airworthiness directive were followed, And if so, if they were followed correctly. Now, obviously, there was an uncontained engine failure. There was a fire. There was an evacuation. The potential for catastrophe was there. But as the captain of the aircraft I mentioned, because of the actions of the crew, and frankly, because of the design of the procedures and the design of the aircraft, this potential disaster was just that,
1: a potential disaster. In your opinion, then, how many other potential disasters are sitting not only on the runway, but in flight? This particular engine, or rather
0: this particular airworthiness directive, uh, adhered to was, was relevant for several different kinds of engines flown by 777s and other aircraft. It's unclear to me at this point how many operators were affected or how many aircraft were affected. Uh, when the airworthiness directive was made, there were roughly 33 U.S. aircraft that were under the stipulations of this directive. Whether there are more or fewer, I'm not sure. Certainly, there are other operators around the world, at least one in China, and of course Britain, who had these aircraft. So potentially, there could be several dozen, perhaps several hundred aircraft, that have this potential issue going on.
1: Several hundred aircraft, that's scary to the traveler right now. Here's what really bothers me, Todd. Boeing and GE both objected to the FAA describing this as an unsafe condition. They pushed back to get that term removed from the final ruling arguing that the flaw could not lead to a catastrophic failure that would endanger the rest of the airplane. Todd, we're supposed to have people sitting here who oversee these things and say, you need to get it done, it's the law, you better get it done or you're grounded. Yet here we have manufacturers saying, oh, sorry, look, we really don't agree with this right now and we want it thrown out. Something's wrong in this system that has somebody catching it, warning about it, and yet the manufacturer can push back and basically say, oh, we don't want that in the report. Come on, that's dangerous.
0: Well, a couple of things here. First off, the investigation is still ongoing. It's not clear whether or not the problem was related to what the Airworthiness Directive discussed. So that's one issue. A second issue, it's fairly common when there's an Airworthiness Directive. The FAA may say one thing about it, and typically the manufacturers or the aircraft operators would sit down and reason together and figure out whether or not those things are reasonable or not. Now, this is something that will have to be determined by the NTSB. It could be that the uh, issues brought up by the manufacturers were in fact justified by what's seen in the investigation. It's entirely too early to tell. But one thing's for certain, there's a system in place, has been in place for decades, where problems are found out usually years before they manifest themselves. And more often than not, changes are made to procedures, to maintenance, to manufacturing uh, uh, principles, so that these things don't result in something as dramatic as what happened recently in Las Vegas.
1: Todd, I only got about 30 seconds left. Isn't it fair to say that manufacturers like Boeing and General Electric and many others will look to cover their derrieres at every opportunity they can?
0: Well, obviously, because of the litigious nature of uh, American society, most large corporations will be doing what they can legally to cover themselves. But you also have to remember, there's an engineering aspect to this. And the engineers and the designers really don't pay attention to the law. They pay attention to the risk and what it takes to reduce that risk.
1: Who do you think has got it more right, the law or the engineers?
0: Working together, they have it better than either one of them working alone. I can tell you that for sure.
1: And there we go. At least to have them both working together. Let's hope that at least they don't wait four years to work together the next time, because this is just too frightening to even conceive. I, I thank God those people all got out. Todd, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. You're fond of information on this. I absolutely sure we will be talking again. Take care of yourself, my friend. Right, you too. Looking forward to it. Take care.
0: For more about this incident and other events involving the 777, please visit airsafe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.